Alright, what is up guys? Welcome to episode 9, nine. of Prem Lads. Almost in double digits, holy cow. It is Wednesday, April 24th, and the Premier League may have very well ended today. <laughs> Don't be so defeatist. It's very possible it ended today though. With yeah. City picking up a 2-0 victory over a horrible, horrible. horribly out of form Manchester United team. Yeah, so it was sad. Let's just get right into this game because it was a big one. So, I mean, I was tweeting on the Prem Lads account today during the game a little bit. Yeah, and I like, bet you were pretty optimistic right halftime. I know that, I was. That first half was amazing. Yeah, they to played watch. well. It was it amazing was to promising. watch. The first half hour, United looked great. They yeah, started they like really well. And then City started to dominate like the last 10 minutes of the first half. And from there, it was just went down all the pressure. <laughs> De Gea yeah. had another shocker. He did. Yeah, both goals were like 100% avoidable as well, especially the second. Like, oh my god. Like this, the Sané goal was so avoidable. Um, it was it was very disappointing, and from a neutral perspective. Like, if you don't hate Liverpool, you, you're a bit disappointed from the result today, if you hate City. So I'm, I'm sure you were disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was hopeful, like I said, watching that first half, that United could get some points. Me as a Liverpool fan... And like you said, it's not over yet. We have three games left in the season, but City, this week they've beaten, they just took care of United, which we've been talking about for weeks as the game, which is the best shot. They'll drop points the whole rest of the way. They took care of Tottenham and United this week, in the league at least, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll get to the other one. (laughs) And yeah, as far as United goes, this is seven losses out of nine games. It's pretty shocking. I'll lay out the wheel. Did they give them the job too quick? That's the question. Should they have just waited out till the end of the season? I mean... There were, I, I heard someone told me this story um, yesterday about how Ole doesn't park in Fergie's parking spot at the training ground because it's, quote, his spot still. I think that really sums up the mentality at Old Trafford right now is they keep trying to recapture the brilliance of the Fergie era. And, you know, he was, Solskjaer was Fergie's boy. So, and I just don't think that's working right now. They tried to do it with. They tried something different with Jose, and the club and the fans completely rejected it. But honestly, like, what do you think the chances are? Two years from now, United have gone full circle, probably less. Fired Ole. There's another like Alexis Sanchez earning half a million a week, sitting yeah. on the bench, just literally world's most expensive bench warmer. I'd say those odds are pretty high right now. I think it was a mistake. It was an emotional decision, and you should never mix emotion with with business and football. Yeah, but for United fans, like. I mean, he earned the job with what he did when he got in. He's sure. the reason they're even in this position. Sure, but like the the way I saw that that like what was it? Eight games unbeaten. That eight game unbeaten run, or was yeah. it ten? It was I a just, lot. I That's think, all I know. Uh, all I know is like he just sat in that dugout behind the brick wall at Old Trafford and just let them do their thing. And I honestly think that was just like a release from the players of under after the tyranny of Jose. I honestly don't think he deserves too much credit for that. In my opinion, I don't know how you feel about it. But. Well, I think at this point, no matter what happens the rest of the way, he's, well, we know he's their manager next yeah. season. They're yeah, not going to sure. give up on him now. But I am curious that if these exact same results happened and he was still the interim manager, whether they would still give him the job or look elsewhere. I know. Because now they're still, yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, if they waited another 10 games before they gave him the job, would they still give him the job now, given the same results? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I mean, you'd have to be pretty deluded to, to give him the job after that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. what. So, United, obviously, they're playing Chelsea next. But they've got Huddersfield away and then Cardiff home. So, they have no excuse not to win those other two games. 
But I, it looks like they're going to miss out on Champions League the next season. It looks pretty much Yeah, they're so. in a big hole. It's going to be really tough. I just want to know what United is the real United right now. Because like, they looked so good in that first half hour. Like They could actually compete. Right. And, and were energetic and playing their game well. And then just fell apart. <laughs> Especially after that second goal, I couldn't even watch anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I turned off after that. They looked like, so bad. I miss anything here. They looked so bad. Yeah, speaking of big teams underperforming, let's talk about the other game that happened today. Arsenal's second consecutive loss to a smaller team. They lost 3-1 today at Wolves. Um, what, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I don't think Wolves beating Arsenal is a big shock, but the way these last two games have gone for Arsenal, that's shocking. Yeah. We I both mean, agree that, I mean, and it's true, they were in the driving seat to finish top four. Yes, like, exactly. They were in position, they had it. And these two losses in a row, especially the one at home to Palace, which will... We yeah, talk we'll about it as we that. work our way back, but I mean... But, you know, they've got... Their fixtures remaining they are not the easiest. I mean, if you'd asked me two match weeks ago whether they who had the easiest schedule, I'd say, oh, Arsenal for sure. But now that they've dug themselves in this hole, they've got Leicester away, they got Brighton home, who really need to win points, so they're going to be playing their hearts out. And then they got Burnley away. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped more points. Um, I still think they're going to finish fourth over Chelsea. Maybe that's my pessimism. But, like... Come on, guys. This is Arsenal at its finest. Classic Arsenal. Yeah. They're only one point back still. But, uh, I mean, obviously I didn't watch the game today because there was a more important one at the same time. Mm. But, I mean, from everything, the scoreline and what I read about it, this was just a horrible yeah, Arsenal performance. It, it looks like they got outplayed the most, At the most important time of the season. Yeah, They did not show up. Absolutely. And it says a lot about the mentality down there, to be honest. And uh, Wolves Wolves were starting to slip a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they started the day in 10th. But Wolves are back. Wolves wolves aren't going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, so we we also had two games yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, Spurs played, beat Brighton 1-0, and Watford drew against Southampton. Let's just talk about the the Watford-Southampton game quickly, because there was a new record broken. You want to talk about that? Shane Long, (laughs) of all people. Yeah, it was was something. Yeah. Right off the tap. And I, I didn't watch this live. Did you watch it live? I or did had not. You seen it after? I did not actually. Like you texted me, like you got, like oh my god, Shane Long, and like before Fastest. I watched the highlight, I'm like wondering how this will happen. But yeah, if you're yeah. gonna score a seven second goal, that's pretty much the only way. Yeah, the so back pass off the tap and deflected. And I looked it up, and appa- and this was a so this record was long standing. The last time the record was broken for the fastest goal since uh, after kickoff was just over ten seconds, and that record was set in the year two thousand. I believe so. It's a long record, and Shane Long just smashed it. Yeah, and seven it's... point something seconds. That's probably not going to be broken again in a long time. <laughs> it's awesome too because it was just—it was a completely genuine goal. Yeah, and... like nothing weird happened to like stain the record books. Yeah, no, like, it was just it's pure awesome. seven seconds. And in hindsight, like if amazing. anyone was going to break the record, it would probably be Shane Long because he's the one guy. He's like a little Jack Russell. He chases every single ball, no matter how futile it is, and he's actually pretty fast. And, you know, 9.9999 times out of 10, you're never going to get the ball. But he actually got it. And, you know, credit to him as well. The finish was sublime as well to lift it over the keeper. Yeah. So nice. And with that, I mean, the game came full circle. Shane Long scores first minute. Watford equalized in the 90th minute. Yep. Classic. Couldn't have written this script. Couldn't have written it. Classic Southampton going 1-0 up and then then losing or conceding or drawing. That's a classic Southampton. 
Um, in the other game, it wasn't too interesting. Spurs won. It was almost interesting. Yeah, it, was it was almost, almost very interesting until Ericsson came to the rescue. Yeah, I feel very sorry for Brighton because they, they did play well. Mm-hmm. Um, they fought for everything. Well, it's hard to take points from Spurs. Yeah, it is they hard had, to take They were a few Spurs. minutes away. That's true. But Ericsson's goal was... Yeah, it was terrific strike. It was very, very nice. Um, So what about, um, this is a game that annoyed me on Monday. Chelsea drew to Burnley 2-2. At home. Yeah, at home. And there was like three goals in a very short amount of time. It was just another frustrating game. I mean, granted, um, who who was it that got that beautiful volley? It was... uh, Jeff Hendrick. Jeff Hendrick. Oh, yeah. I mean, can't complain too... Well, I can because it was bad marking, but... That was a very nice strike. Well, that's what you got to do. Just hang out at the box, yeah. and yeah, every once true. in a while, that ball's going to come to you. Uh, and it was, I was very, um, it was very sad to see Callum Hudson Odoi um, rupture an Achilles. Uh, he had surgery actually the other day, so so he's fine. But like, it's we're going to miss him for the rest of the season, obviously, which is very disappointing. It's a really big blow, and it'll go into next year. Yeah, so. but at least at least it means that he's definitely not going to leave this summer because no, you know Bayern Munich obviously can't buy him now. Um, so I'm I'm pleased with that, but still, it was really annoying, especially considering United and Arsenal lost their games that weekend. Yeah, we had a chance to jump into fourth place. I mean, we still did, and we're still there now. But still, I, it was very annoying. Yeah, and this game was two-two and very early on, and I would say that's amazing. But we did see something else similar this week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When we get there. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's let's go to the Super Sunday. It was a pretty Super Sunday last Sunday. Um, I want to start with the Everton game. They hosted United, and I predict—I don't know about you, but I predicted a one-nil victory. That was a massive for Everton. Yeah, yeah. I went for a draw, thinking it was a under, thinking uh, that was bold. I didn't expect United to play that badly, but I—I I didn't watch the game, but I watched some extended highlights, and they were a lot worse than they were today. Oh my god, they deserve to concede all four of those goals. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, and De Gea so wasn't any better. No, I mean he was just as bad in that game too. Yeah, he he really was, and um, I honestly think that he his time has passed. Maybe, you know, you got people like Alisson and Edison and dare I say it, Kepa. Yeah, and Leno Leno's playing well too, except for what he did today. And but this stat is this little stat that I'm going to throw out here is I think stats. sums it up. Yeah, me too. That's what football's all about. Yeah, lay it on me. Um, so. Alisson's, this is his first season in the Premier League, and he has already beaten De Gea's personal best for clean sheets in a Premier League season. He's already done it, and there's three games to go. So, you know, that, that says a lot to me, that, that goalkeeping has moved on in the Premier League a little bit. I mean, he's still a world-class goalkeeper, but this season he's been terrible. And, he's definitely not in his best form. And you can say, oh, can he's say got Phil sure. Jones and Chris Smalling in front of him, whereas, whereas Edison has, I mean, Alisson has Van Dijk. But today, it doesn't matter if you have Phil Jones or Van Dyke in front of you. You still have to save the goals like the ones he let in today. So, you know, that's what I say to the United fans that say that make that excuse. I don't know about, about you, but... Well, I agree. I mean, it, and it's... The form's continued. We saw what happened yeah. in Everton and it happened again today. He needs to get it together. Yeah, and, and it, of, of the perfect timing as well from his, for him. You know, he's trying to get a new contract. He's trying to get 500 grand a week come on bro at least save some goals first like seriously oh anyway um i mean there's not much else to say about that everton game they got beaten fair and square absolute beat so uh let's talk about another slip up from one of the big six teams arsenal 
three, Arsenal two, Crystal Palace three at the Emirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Palace and I do the way they can play, but what a shocking result. They're like and your second team, aren't they? Yeah, they basically are. <laughs> Arsenal really did this to themselves, though. It didn't require a peak Palace performance. It just... Arsenal just shot themselves in the leg in this one. Yeah, I mean, they were up 3-1 at one point, weren't they, Crystal Palace? And it was a similar story as today. It's yeah, like pretty the much. same it thing pretty again. Much co- carbon copy, except they were at home this time, in, in this fixture. And they still lost 3-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so for Palace, I mean, it doesn't mean that much for them in position, but Arsenal it means the world as they find themselves yeah. outside the top four. Oh, I mean, I'm sure Crystal Palace fans and the players absolutely yeah, loved yeah, coming yeah. to the Emirates. Um, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I, I completely messed up my predictions on that. I thought Arsenal would what win 2-0. What did I say? I, I said thought... Arsenal 2-0, which was dumb. I said, oh, this. I said 2-2. I, I was so close. Yeah, you were I went close. for the 2-2. So. so close yet so far. I could, yeah. It was within reach, but I couldn't mm. fully commit to the Palace win. Mm. What about um, what about the other game? Your your team, Liverpool, beat Cardiff in yeah, in so, Wales. Yeah, know? I was a little nervous in the first half. Just Understandable. The golden, they played they just, played really well. Yeah, just because the goal didn't come and Cardiff, they played well even though it's a defeat at home to Liverpool. Um, yeah, second half was business as usual once they scored. Yeah. Wijnaldum had a great goal. He did with that have strike. a great goal. He had a really good goal. Thunderbolt into the back of the net yeah oh i have a crazy story actually about cardiff so after that game i saw this video on instagram after the game there was a video of someone recorded of neil warnock the cardiff manager standing outside the front entrance to the stadium and he had like a box of what looked like mini chocolate easter eggs and he was just giving them out to random fans like cardiff fans and kids and stuff name another premier league manager that would do that Especially in his circumstances, after Tuna loss, they're fighting. Cardiff are fighting for their lives, and this guy's cool as a cucumber, just <laughs> being like a man of the people. Yeah, Neil Warnock's the man. So much respect, and like that's why I don't want Cardiff to get relegated. I'll miss him. Like he is actually a legend. Well, I think if Cardiff do get relegated, I don't know who will be searching for a manager next year, but he'd be a smart hire. Yeah, I, I think definitely for someone. I don't know, like. Um, honestly, someone like Southampton, or if they need a new manager, someone like a team like that would would need. I guess he's kind of like Sam Allardyce in a lot of ways. He's a manager that can easily slot into a lot of different Premier League clubs, mid table, lower table. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that is. A, it's my first time thinking right now. Like, who actually is gonna? Like, how many openings are there gonna be next season? Maybe honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham are considering it, because because considering the squad they have, yeah, and it's who another Manuel Pellegrini is somewhat disappointing year for them. Yeah, maybe Everton. Honestly, uh, I don't know. Yeah, who, who's done who's done badly recently? <laughs> well, I think Everton would be a little harsh in Marco Silva's first year, because they do they have shown that they can play really well even though they still find themselves in 8th, ninth, whatever it is right now. Yeah, Maybe if Brighton survive, yeah. they might want to fire Chris Hewton. Because, you know, it hasn't, it's hasn't. it been a pretty poor season for them. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, it took honestly, us on that little tangent where we didn't really know where we were going. But Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now now that we think about it, it's there aren't really that many vacancies yeah. or potential I mean, vacancies. even a lot of these teams in the bottom half have solid managers who are at least like, Take them in the right direction. Yeah, but that's something we'll follow at a later date. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday still had was so busy. many more games to talk. Six to, more games to talk about. Let's let's start with Man City Spurs. So yeah, we'll talk. We'll get to the Champions League game, that legendary game. But again, City managed to beat Spurs twice in a week. 
and it was it was tough for them. I watched the game, and it wasn't the most exciting game. But you know, City once again like they ground out the win, one nil. Honestly, yeah. not that much to say about that game. Surprisingly, is there? No, not really. <laughs> but it's 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 huge. It was another one of their biggest hurdles. Yeah. It wasn't as obvious as the United one because it wasn't the derby and it wasn't at home or it wasn't on the road. I mean. But, but still, still a done. huge result given what happened on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, that must have been so deflating for City. Um, actually, a game that's a lot more interesting, uh, which might not seem so on the surface, was Bournemouth hosting Fulham. Fulham actually got a 1-0 away win. Yeah, and this is two wins in a row for Fulham since yeah. they got relegated. Why didn't they do that a month ago? <laughs> I know, right? That's the question I'm sure they're asking, the I supporters are asking. Yeah, I bet the manager is pretty pissed off about with them, to be honest. Um, what happened to Bournemouth? It seems like a long time ago they spanked Chelsea 4-0 at home. And now it they're does losing feel like a Fulham. long time ago. I I don't know, man. Bournemouth, I thought, were home warriors. Like I mean, they were. I, no way I was seeing them drop points to a relegated Fulham. At yeah. I, I mean... I know, dude. If Josh King's not getting to the penalty spot, that might be how you stop Bournemouth. Yeah, and you got people like Ryan Fraser, who's almost got the most assists in the whole league. And... You know, where's he now? Where are the, where are they put all their good players? Where's David Brooks? You know. Anyway, how about this Huddersfield game? Another pretty lackluster performance from them. I mean, I guess they're excuse me, clearly going down the road of we give up. Yeah, I mean it was closer than expected. I guess it was yeah. just a two-one defeat. But yeah, for Watford, for Watford, it is important that they continue good momentum sure. leading up to the FA Cup final because yeah, that's definitely. the last big definitely. match they have. Oh my god. It, we need them to to poop to be the party poopers for against City. That's that's because when the FA Cup happens, the season's over. So yeah. that could be the game that decides whether City gets the treble or not. Yeah, it's I I, I never realized that no team has ever won the domestic treble. I mean, that's kind of surprising, isn't it? No yeah. one's ever won the FA Cup, League Cup, and Premier League. Um, <laughs> it'd be quite funny if City end up not winning the league and all they get is the is the League Cup this season. That would be so funny. I mean, that was the dream I had a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and now it's looking to be fading. Yeah, oh well. The so, rest of these games on Saturday aren't too exciting. Uh, as West we get Ham into Leicester. a lot of mid-table teams. Didn't you get uh, sniped again? Didn't you predict 3-2? Yeah, I was like, this is the game of the week, guys. I'm going for 3-2 West Ham, and of course it's 2-2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Which that's gives true. me no points in the Prem Lad scoring. Yeah. Uh, also, there was an extremely rare... Draw, nil nil draw. We had Wolves drawing out nil nil to Brighton. <laughs> yeah, and I've been predicting a nil nil every week because it's just not time. happening. I'm like, it has to happen one of these weeks. Which, what did you predict? I went for, for this, uh, week? this match week. What did I do? I went for uh, Brighton Cardiff, that relegation battle. Uh, yeah, here it is. I guess I can stop picking it because it finally happened. Yeah, speaking of, oh, oh, yeah, and also the final game on Saturday. It was reasonably interesting. I, I got a point for this. I predicted Newcastle would win against Southampton, but which they did. Oh, I did as well. Yeah. Did you do two one? I did. I did two nil. Mm. So we were both close. <laughs> yeah. We both had the right read that Newcastle yeah. would take care of business in this game that didn't have huge implications. A game that did have huge implications. If we go Tuesday, backwards, April sixteenth, right? Yes. The Brighton Cardiff game. game. I mean, I remember we talked about this last episode to reasonable length. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always a huge game, and Cardiff got the away points. It's that's a huge result, absolutely huge. As it stands right now, Cardiff are only three points behind. Yeah, it's close. Brighton. So if this game had gone differently, it could, the relegation battle could basically be over already. But Cardiff, because of that win, they're right there. Yeah, I, I, 
I made a bet with one of my colleagues at, at, at my internship, actually, <laughs> that he has to like do all my caseload for the day if, um, if Cardiff survive and vice versa. So if Brighton survive, I have to do all his work for a day, basically. So I'm, I've got big and a huge investment. Yeah. In you're Cardiff. very investing, very um, invested in Cardiff. Yeah. I like to, I like to take daring, daring bets when I do take bets. So we'll see if this pays off or if I get punished. Yeah, I, my, I have a funny feeling I will end up getting punished, but there's this like, I have a small amount of hope that Cardiff might actually survive. Yeah. And my, li- my bet I made today was live betting United to draw Ooh. once Fernandinho went off. We'll talk about oh, that. Oh damn, you got burned. Fernandinho was the most important player on the pitch and that I thought for that whole, the way he was doing in central, in CDM in the defensive midfield, he was all over the pitch and I thought United might have a chance. Mm. I got good odds at least, so. That's yeah. another matter. Anyway, so basically... One more f- game to talk about mm. in the Premier League. Yeah, and it's, it wasn't that interesting. I kind of want to get to the Champions League because it was so crazy. I know. Uh, not much to say. Arsenal actually surprisingly won a yeah, game. Yeah, their last win. Yeah, they We've won. We've talked about their troubles since. Yeah, I mean, the 1-0 win away from Watford. It was, they did the bare minimum, by the sounds of it, to, to get the win. But so there's not really much interesting to talk about. They don't play very interesting games, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, that's enough of that. Um, let's get so to the... Let's, let's talk get about to it. Barca handed United's ass to them. 3-0. Um, I, what did you think based on your expectations? Is that aligned with what you thought would happen? Yeah, I mean, I predicted it was it was 2-1. But, uh, you know, I underestimated how poorly United were going to play. They got dominated. I mean, in hindsight, it was always going to happen. It was always going to happen. United have some serious problems, and they need to do some serious spring cleaning. Obviously, their intention long-term is to get back to the level where they can compete with Barcelona, and that game showed how far they have to go. Like, they've got a long way to go, and there's a lot of, like, lazy, unappreciative players out there in that squad that need to go. That's all I have to say about that game, to be honest. Without a doubt, it's purely just quality of Barca. United couldn't keep up. Oh, yeah, Especially not in Spain. They got outpassed, outmaneuvered completely in pretty much every way. They were unable to prevent Barcelona from playing their game. And, you know, I guess at least they know how far away they are. They have a, a game to, to gauge how, what they need to do to get to that level. But apart from that, there's nothing really good to take away from it if you're a, if you're a United fan. How about this other one that happened on oh Tuesday? Oh, my God. Ajax. So me, for one, it. I feel like since this game happened, people are coming out. The, like talking about how good Ajax is or yeah. maybe implying that they thought this would happen. Yeah, this is like I, Leicester in the Champions League. I thought there was no way this would happen. Yeah, me either. I, I bet I, I predicted there was going to be 2-0 Juventus. I thought Juventus would just take care of it. Yeah, They've th- got Ronaldo. He's the god of the Champions League right now. And the thing is, like now that they've knocked out Juventus, who literally were like convinced that this was going to be their year finally, uh, I guess that, that shows that you should never have that attitude when it comes to the Champions League because no one owns the Champions League. It's insane. They just took down Real Madrid and Juventus. Yep. And Obviously a different Real Madrid, but... Th- but still, it's Real Madrid. Amazing. This team is in the Europa League final how, just, what was it, two years ago when they yeah, lost Yeah, 2017. United? Yeah. Um, it makes you think, like, now I no longer am going to... I'm too scared to say that they're going to lose. I'm just going to say they're going to beat Spurs because, like, I have no reason to doubt them anymore. If they can beat those two giants... Who's like? Who am I to say they can't beat Spurs and will beat Spurs? That was like incredible. And the thing is, I watched a bit of the game at Juventus. They were playing like they didn't even care. Like it was in a back. It was like in a schoolyard. They were doing like backheel flicks. All these like teenagers and 
people our age, kids our age, sometimes young, mostly younger. Well, IX is usually made up of, yeah, that's what you're saying, sorry. Yeah, and they've got the yeah, perfect combination of like older experienced dudes like Tadich, and I didn't know that, I didn't realize this, but they've got Daily Blind, yeah. who was definitely not United caliber, but this seems to be perfect for them. They've got the perfect blend of young talent. Yeah, he's definitely playing, playing better than he did at United yeah, at the moment. And I, I have no reason to, to see why they can't go all the way and go to the final um it's it's incredible and i can't help but compare this to like leicester's run on the premier league in 2016 it could end up being like a champions league equivalent if they go on and win it i'd say that would be pretty reasonable comparison to make don't you think in terms of lack of yeah in terms of lack of probability at the start of the season to win it. Well, if Ajax goes on to win the Champions League, it'd be the same thing where Leicester were in first at like Christmas, then they were first in February, and it's like there's no way they're gonna yeah, lose it, yeah. they're gonna lose it, they're gonna lose it, and they just don't. Yeah, so, no, exactly. And I, I would I would be very interested to know what the bookies put their odds at of winning the Champions League when back in the group stages. I bet you it was triple figures, uh, like four figures. There, it very well could have been. And right. like we see teams sneak into the semifinal. Like I'm thinking about Monaco. Yeah, the Chelsea have sneak, snuck in a few times as well. Yeah. Well, um, they Ajax did not sneak in. No. They destroyed. They strode in. Two like very good there. teams. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's crazy. Um, but you know what's even crazier? What? That game, Man City Spurs. I know. Just start us <laughs> off. Talk about whatever you want to talk about first with it. I just, I just want to talk in broad terms here. But, um, Grant, I'm only. I'm only uh, still a, still a college student. I still have many years of watching football ahead of me, so it's I guess it's easier to say than if I was like in my fifties or something. But that is like up there with the top. Like that's like definitely top three games I've ever watched live in my life ever, and probably will. I mean, literally, I'm talking about Brazil Germany 2014 level of legendary game. Exactly. Like when I when that game was two two, or when it was two one, like seven minutes in. Yeah. Like the Dude, only, it was two two the at only the twenty first yeah, minute. Yeah, the only other time I'd felt like that when those goals were flying in was during the Germany Brazil. Yeah, it was and like even though it's an entirely different game, it was the feeling of like I can't believe what I'm watching. Yeah, right now. no, exactly. You can't That's believe why it because because it was not the, yeah. something that you could either make up or believe. You had to like watch it. Yeah, to believe. so that was the that was just the first half, and usually in these games we see a lot. The first half and then has the whatever scoring. Comes down. Yeah, that, but not no. what happened here. A lot no. of controversy. Let's we Let's should we should give we Lorente. should give our opinions of yeah. these controversial moments. So with the Lorente goal, it was for me it was a it was a clear handball and it was just the it, the referee clearly didn't see the angle. Like if you look at his hand, the way that it like flaps back from the contact for me implies like a serious contact, like a sort of like that kind of level contact, and like rip that, headphones users. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> That for me was like un- undeniable. Uh, the Aguero goal, the offside, the Aguero offside was like as on the same level of it could have gone either way as the Laurenti goal. So I think that's like what makes it even more dramatic for me. The offside, I think, was right just because like it can come down to inches. It's still yeah, offside. Yeah, I think the offside was right. It was all just because of that deflection, but the handball is so complicated to me. Yeah, but my like, point is that like. You could have you could have flipped it round both cases run as in the sense that the referee could have seen the right angle for the Lorente handball and been like right that's handball made the right deci- objectively the right decision and he could have not seen he could have seen like not seen the he could have seen the right angle for the Aguero goal that suggests that it was offside and been like okay that was 
I would offside. My, my point is, like, different angles on both cases could have given caused the referee to make the opposite decision in both cases. Yeah, and it's a shame that this incredible game had to end with controversial moments. Yeah. The thing for me about the handball is, like, it he obviously isn't, like, batting it into the goal. No, like, no he wasn't his trying. his arm, then hits his leg and goes in. But it was just, like, a very significant I know, it's so contact. weird because, like, say a ball hit him in that manner when he was defending his own box. Like, his arm is in on his body. He's not outstretching it. And, like... That's true. The first defender misses it and just hits him. Like, he has no time to react. So, say someone, like, shot that ball, it wouldn't be a hard shot. But say someone shot that and hit him, probably not a penalty. Uh Uh-huh. But it's such a different thing when you're, like, scoring with your arm. Okay, I think that, for me... All right, this is what I want. I still can't make a decision, honestly. I think that with VAR, the rule should be, if there's a goal... That is caused by that if it if there's a goal and the last contact with someone the team that scores the goal's body was a hand, and you can see that on VAR regardless of whether it's like stuck out wide out from its from out to its to the side of the body or like pressing against the chest, I think it should be disallowed, just because like you can't score a goal with your hand. I agree, and it definitely hit his arm. Yeah, so I 100%. think you just have to say no goal. Yeah, that's though, the, in, that's my opinion. Even though you get what I'm saying about like if he was defending. It wouldn't be a penalty. Right, right. And what a, what a call to make. Yeah, and for me, the like craziest part of the game, and the one that I'll always remember, was was the bit where Sterling thought that he had just completed one of the great hat-tricks yeah. in Champions League history. And you know when you're watching a game on TV, and a goal goes in, and it's always in the home team when this happens, the home stadium, and the camera literally like vibrates, because everyone, there's like 60,000 people just jumping on their feet. That happened... And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and it could have even, if even if it, the goal had been allowed, it still would have been like one of the most dramatic moments in Champions League history. But definitely, as if that wasn't enough, the football gods wanted to play another dramatic trick on us and it was ruled offside. That just ended like one of the greatest games I've ever watched, in my opinion. I probably wouldn't be surprised if I didn't watch a more epic game in a long time. It'll probably <laughs> be a while. It'll, It'll probably, probably be a while. Be a while. Hey, but maybe Barcelona, Liverpool deliver oh some my incredible. Christ. We'll football. talk about that in the second half. Yeah, of the... one more game to touch on Champions League before we take our break. It is Liverpool taking care of business yep. in Portugal. Very, very solid. Very felt solid indeed. Yep, no drama there. Yeah, I predicted two one. I was a little conservative about the score, but like you guys just played mm-hmm. like a dream, a dream team. You know, Klopp has got got the team clearly exactly like he wants it. Yeah, and Porto. And- Porto reach their ceiling for what they can do this yeah. year. Yeah, and do you think that it would be fair to say, even if Liverpool don't win a major trophy this season, that this is like one of the best Liverpool teams of the modern times? I think so. The stats do not lie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure true. this will be a record point haul in the in the modern Premier League history. Anyway, regardless of whether you win, like the most points you've ever accrued in a season. So, regal- you know, I might as well just go on this tangent now before we take a break, but. Like, let me first say I love Jurgen Klopp. I love what he's done with Liverpool. He's turned them into potentially one of the best Liverpool teams ever, like you've said. But if this scenario plays out where Liverpool gets second in the league and say they lose to Ajax in the final or something, like, at what point is Klopp just, like, a specialist in second? I don't know. Prob- arguably already. I know. The, 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 I don't know, dude. I think that would be so harsh. I mean, hopefully it's a story of triumph where he finally breaks through. 
yeah, I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be here next season. Yeah, he's, so the bottom line is it's still the same squad and probably with a couple of multi-million dollar additions just for the hell of it. You're only going to go... The only way is up as far as I can see it. So I wouldn't... Obviously, it would suck if you guys come up away empty-handed again. But it's not like you're going to get worse. You're going to get better. Yeah. So, you know... That was just a little bit of the turmoil I have to deal with yeah. <laughs> at the moment as a Liverpool fan. So on that note, let's take a break... Before we get into the second half of this super special episode nine, yeah, yeah, as we have so much to talk about, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Prem Lads. Let's get stuck in to our awards. Who's your most valuable player for this match week? For me, it is Hongman Son. Okay, that's very from Tottenham Hotspur. What he did, he was the most important player in Tottenham's. He's been that most important Champions for League several weeks now. Victory, yeah. I would argue. And I mean, with Kane down, he has to step it up. And, and boy, did he ever? He. Yeah. <laughs> that game against Chelsea City we were talking about earlier, he was he was the man. I mean, his mm. second goal, his first goal was very lucky, but his second was beautiful. Like the nice little cutback and then the curler. I love watching those kind of goals go in. Oh my God, I could watch that goal a hundred times. Without a doubt. And he's definitely one of my favorite players to watch in the whole Premier League. Yeah. And I think a ton of people feel that way yep. about him right and now. And I think a ton of people will feel the same about my MVP, Raheem Sterling. He is becoming a, an elite, world-class player. And I would not be surprised if he walked away with the uh, PFA Player of the Year award over VVD. Even though my vote goes to VVD, I would not be surprised if Sterling gets it this year. Because, boy, does he deserve it. Um, he could have got one of the world, one of the great hat-tricks of Champions League history. Uh, last week he was very unlucky not to but he's still got two beautiful goals two beautiful finishes I'm sure you don't disagree with my choice you're sure that I don't disagree <laughs> well I do disagree with that I mean I'm not going to root for him to win player of right. the year over Van Dyke. sure understandable I don't need to go into that too much what, Seg- what I'll segue to from that is most valuable team for me it's easy City yeah fair enough they have what Percent would you throw on it? Ninety percent won the title today. I would say even that, greater than that. I would say that it's theirs to lose now, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the only tough fixture they got left really is Burnley yeah, away. That's <laughs> that could be interesting. That's but apart from that, like all they got to do is win out the next three games and they're they're good. So I'm I know. Sure I just tough. hopefully hopefully for your sake they get complacent <laughs> and drop some points. Uh, I went for Cardiff actually. As my, as my most valuable team because they were in a hole three weeks ago and they are very slowly but surely managing to give themselves a chance and I'm just rooting for them not just because of my bet with my co-worker but also because I, I, I don't want them to go dude I, would, I don't care about Brighton Cardiff have character they have a great manager they have a good team I'd be very sad they do have a very eccentric owner though but he, he's funny what about most valuable goal so, I have two, as I like to do on this show. Break the rules a little bit on these awards. But, I mean, I had to throw some love to Shane Long. Yeah. Incredible yep. goal scored yep. in seven seconds. Well. I'll just go out and say it. Most valuable goal. My other one, I, there wasn't any absolute just, like, golosos this week, I would say. But one goal I really liked was the Erickson goal that got them three points against Brighton. Oh, yeah, that was nice. He That's struck that thing with his left foot, his non-dominant foot if that means anything to him but <laughs> i guess not <laughs> fired it past matt ryan got spurs at three points yep. and just that might be enough for them to be safe the way things are looking yeah quite possibly um i also went for shane long as well um 
and the thing is though like if it was not only was it uh probably a record that's gonna have a lot of longevity but i also think that it deserves most most valuable goal because the finish was sublime as well like that could have just been like another uh, deflection off the back pass that he managed to get into but he also managed to control it and finish it beautifully with a chip so that's why it gets there I have an honorable honorable mention for Son's second goal against City yeah, in the Champions League definitely. as well though, just for the hell of it um, I am just going to throw out this this LVP least valuable player uh, award it's De Gea I'm sorry David but you can't pretend to be the best goalkeeper in the world or claim to be and then just like do stuff like that what he did today and it's not the first time recently, is it, that he's had a shocker? No, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Both games, he was poor. Yeah, very poor. And, like, I would argue that at least one of the goals against Barcelona in the Champions League, he could have very easily saved as well. Or yeah, someone... that one Messi goal. Yeah. He slipped, it was slipped very right sloppy. under him. It was very sloppy. Who's your LVP, though? So this I purposely didn't talk about earlier because uh-huh. I knew he was my LVP. I'm, we're going to reach back to Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. I'm sure you know who I'm going for. Mustafi had probably the worst game a center back has had since Dejan Lovren getting subbed off in the whatever minute in the first <laughs> half since Spurs, however long ago that was. Uh, this was horrible. I'm like I'm watching the highlights. Yeah, he it was actually, painful to watch. All three goals the Palace scored were on his was, count. Yeah, it was on him. And like it, was, it makes Laporte's <laughs> night against Spurs last week look comparatively pain, painless in comparison. No, you're 100% right. I mean, I saw the outrage of Arsenal fans. I'm just remembering this now. I saw that they, on change.org, where you get stuff done in, the, in 2019, <laughs> they had a petition with the thousand signatures to... I don't remember what it was, but and you and, can and assume what it was. And there's Something so many real problems in the, world, in the world. Oh my god. I mean, I can, I can understand why they're mad, to be honest. Well, and one thing I'd say is he was benched today. After that performance, yep. and Arsenal know better in the back, so maybe it's not almost all, all his fault. No, definitely not. But but that performance was just terrible. It was definitely LVP worthy. Yeah, I've given LVP for less. I'll say yeah, that. definitely. And moving, talking about Arsenal, uh, my least valuable team is actually Arsenal because not only did they have a game in hand, they also had some on paper very easy fixtures. Now Crystal Palace at home. And who was the other team they just Wolves. They and Wolves away? I know Wolves are good, but I'm sorry. If you really think you deserve Champions League football, you've got to take advantage of this stuff. And they barely won against Watford as well earlier earlier on last week. So, you know, that's why they get my LVT award this week. Yeah, I completely agree. They totally deserve it. Yeah, the Crystal Palace result at home, you're in a dogfight for top four and Palace are chilling mid-table. Like that's no excuse. Come on, and, and like we said, home. it wasn't even like the best Palace performance. No, it, it was, was it was mediocre at best. They gave yeah. it to them. And the game today, we we all know Wolves on the road is a very tough fixture, especially with what they've done against the big six teams this season. Yeah, they've had a great, they've got great results. And but this is it was just no so. fight from Arsenal after no, that really. first goal went in. And you know, chances are they probably will get Champions League still because I would be surprised if Chelsea got three points against United on Sunday, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, and the honorable mention is also United. Seven losses the last nine. Just, yeah. And a horrible week with the Ever- Everton yeah. 4-0. Yeah. De Gea actually makes it back on... De Gea actually has got two awards for, from me this week. He also gets least valuable goal. I know he didn't score it, so I'm kind of bending the rules here, but the two goals that he conceded against City today are like joint LVGs for me. Yeah, very anti-De Gea episode. Not that it wasn't deserving. No, he 100% deserves it. 
my LVG, I mean, now that we've talked it out and I've ha- and have had time to think about it, I am going to go with the Lorente handball. I think I, I'm leaning towards it. I agree with you that it should not have been allowed, which I think most people are leaning that way. But at the time, I, uh, we talked about it too much. I'm going with that handball just purely because it's controversial. Yeah, no, it's such an amazing game. If De Gea hadn't done, done himself a solid one today. Uh, so that concludes our reward ceremony to, of the day. Let's talk about the games that are coming up in the next week. So let's just start off with the next one uh, that's coming up on Friday. Liverpool are hosting Huddersfield. Now, I assume that it's going to be um, pretty routine if everything goes to plan, right? I'm predicting 4-0. Maybe, maybe that's an exaggeration. No, it's not an exaggeration. I went 5. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, I can see I think wrong. Klopp's going to have the team... Really fired up. Really fired up. Especially now that they have to win everything. Yeah. And and it might even come down to goals if City, like, I don't know, if they draw a a game. Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe with what happened today, it could be deflating for another team in Liverpool's position, but not Klopp's Liverpool No, he doesn't doesn't do stuff like that, for sure. I think they'll be fired up. I think it'll be an easy victory. It's clear that Huddersfield don't really care about being in the Premier League anymore. They just want their $150 million or whatever it is you get for coming last in the Premier League now and so they can just go and rebuild, try and get back. Um, yeah. What about Saturday? There's there's six games on Saturday. So let's just start with the, the Spurs. Spurs are hosting West Ham. I, I don't know about this game. There's a lot of games that are pretty hard to uh, predict. Um, what do you, you think is going to happen here? I feel, I feel like Spurs are going to win. It's just a matter of about how much. Well, I did go a different direction. I said, I'm thinking Spurs will be looking ahead to their big match on Tuesday. So they'll be resting. And it is kind of a think? quick turnaround. That's Maybe true. resting, but also just the mindset of you got a huge game coming up in four days and you've just got West Ham at home today yeah. when you've distanced yourself a little bit in the top four battle. I think Spurs are going to get top four and I'm not picking them to lose. I just went for 1-1. Yeah, I can, no, I think that's reasonable. I'm going for 3-1 Spurs. Um, I don't think they'll be worrying too much about the Ajax game because it is at home. Like, they don't have to it, go anywhere. Yeah, it is a new experience for Spurs, though, to be in a Champions League semifinal. That is very true. That is very, very true. Um, no, you kind of got me second-guessing my prediction well, we'll, now. We'll, we'll it's too see. Late One now, of us is going to be right unless West Ham come out and yeah. beat them. But. So, how about, so Crystal Palace are hosting Everton, who have not played, been done well against some of the like smaller clubs away they haven't done well away in general this season. Do you think that Crystal Palace are going to carry on this vein of good form and, and win it out? I do. I'm going for 2-0. Really? Yeah. 2-0 Palace? Yeah, I think so. So I'm thinking that, uh, well, we obviously only talked about United with that 4-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was a lot about Everton too. And it seems like they are starting to find their best form of the season, Everton, even though it's not at the most ideal time. So I think they will take care of Palace. I went for 2-1. Oh, okay. I, I like an Everton victory on the road here. Okay. What about, what about Fulham-Cardiff? Um, I've, I've actually predicted 2-1 for this because like Ryan Babel is playing really well this, at the moment and Mitrovic has got a goal recently. He's, he looks like he's, he's playing well at the moment. But I, yeah, I think Cardiff are going to get, get a lot. I think, I, I think they're going to get three points. Yeah. Because they, they want and need it. It's hard to know what to think about Fulham. They've won two yeah. games in a row since they got relegated. Out of the away game against Bournemouth. So, you know, which but. is crazy. And here's Fulham at home. I went for a draw in this one. Even though one team has so much to play for and the other doesn't, there's not a huge gap between these teams in quality. 
That's true. There's really not. Yeah, and I don't know. Fulham are enjoying their last few weeks in the Premier League. I think they'll at least uh, get a point out of this this one, which is bad news for Cardiff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you think Do you think Bournemouth are gonna have have more bad luck on their on the road against Southampton as well? I do. Really? I you, think Southampton look comfortable now. Like they're definitely gonna be fine. Um, yeah, definitely going to be fine. And Southampton are playing well at home. We're Bournemouth. I don't really know what to think of Bournemouth right now. I just went for Southampton 2-0. Yeah, Eddie Howe seems to have a bit of an issue um, right now. Because, you know, two months ago, they were they were great, you know. And now, it's... The, the, I mean, they, they, were, they were never good on the road this season. But mm-hmm. now that they're losing games at home as well, it's like, you know, I don't have any confidence in them to, to win a game on the road anymore. Uh, now, this game... This rematch of the semi-final, Watford are hosting Wolves. That I think is going to have some goals potentially. What do you think is going to happen there? Well, I said before we recorded, the only three words I needed for this one was Wolves' revenge game. Are Wolves really going to let Watford beat them again after the FA Cup heartbreak? I don't know. I went for two to one Wolves. Really? Especially okay. after that performance against Arsenal, I think they got their footing back. Yeah, I honestly didn't know what what was going to happen this game, so I just went for a wild card three two Wolves. Oh, I love that! I love that. <laughs> Hopefully, like if it is, if it is that, then it'll be a great game. See, I usually go for wild cards. I really didn't have many this week. This will this week will probably be full of wild cards then. Yeah, Br- Bryson Newcastle as well. I think Bryson are having some serious problems scoring goals, so I predicted a one one draw. Um, Rafa Benitez never lets Newcastle play badly these days, so I I, don't, I think that they will be up for it and they'll get a goal, but I don't think they'll be good enough. Cause so it's a draw you went for? Yeah, I'm going for one one. I went for one one as well, and I don't have any real reasons other than like Appright and Newcastle, the same things you said. Uh, and it also felt right that I gave Brighton and Cardiff both one ones, and we'll still be in the same position with two games left. Yeah, Brighton three points ahead. So. That concludes the Saturday games. Um, we've got another. I think this is classic. You could classify this as a Super Sunday. It's, it's given the circumstances. Leicester are hosting Arsenal, and you know what? I think Arsenal are going to drop more points. I, I do really as well. do. I, I do think they're well. going to. I think they're going to score goals, but I think Brendan Rodgers. I is bet gonna you have the same score based on what we've said so far. Yeah, what do you got? got? I got two two. I have two two. Oh, as well. Okay, shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think Arsenal are going to drop points. Um, even though they know they have they can't drop points, I still think they will. Because Leicester will be really up for it as well. Yeah, I don't see why... I mean, obviously, Arsenal can turn it around. They can fix their problems. But is on the road at Leicester where they're going to do it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think, and I, I think, like the idea that there will be goals in this game, definitely. Because they'll be trying really hard. And I think they'll have success. But I still think that they can't gloss over the serious problems they have at the back. You know, Mustafi on, Mustafi off. It doesn't seem to matter. Like it seems to be more, like a deeper problem than that. Which I would be very worried if I was Unai Emery. Yeah, and I need to set a reminder to bet the over Sunday morning in this game. Yeah, goals. So I'm, I'd be interested to hear if your prediction for the Burnley City game is based on what you hope or what you think will happen. I, I they'll think's the right answer. I don't see it happening this week. Um, three nil, three nil. I'm 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 being more cynical about it. I think what's going to happen is we're both going to tune in because we both obviously don't want City to win, and it's going to be nil nil right up into the end, and then City are going to score a really annoying scrappy goal, and it'll be one nil. 
It's after the 80th minute. Don't do this to me. Don't put these ideas. I won't do it to them. City will, and I. I, That's just how it's going to be. Like they're going to grind out the next three results, one nil results, and then they're going to win the league. Or they're just going to beat everyone down in their path and (laughs) be holding the trophy again. Uh, I don't want to hate on City too much, just because. No, if they win, they they, deserve. They're so deserving. This team, while Liverpool's been like on this tremendous run to keep up with them, they've just been. But yeah, then City again, have just demolished everyone this just, season, except for that little period where they slipped up. Yeah, it's just like it's a, if if you listen to Prem Lads episode one, I mean, you guys were what like double digit points ahead back then. Did we start? I don't think Pretty, we you started, started that the, early. I mean, dude, I remember, that was a while ago. You started okay. If you don't win the league, you'll be the first team to start the new year in double digits at the top ahead at the top of the table to not win the league. Apart from Newcastle, I believe. So. Well, you made me sad with about only a few <laughs> minutes left in the episode. All right, let's move on. Move Man, on. Man United, it's my turn to feel sad. Man United, Chelsea at Old Trafford. I think it's going to be 1-1. I did not like watching United today. Especially their midfield, I think, is where Chelsea will have a big advantage. Mm. I went for 2-1 Chelsea. Okay, and whether you no, like, like it or that. not, I like Chelsea marching forward to that top four spot. Yeah. The way my results are looking. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I think that, I just don't trust, I don't like it when teams like United are a wounded animal. Like, they've been they've been humiliated twice in a row against two different teams, once at home against their rivals as well. I, I just feel like it could be the time when they either win or pull their act together to a, to a bit and get some points out of this game. That's why I went for that's why I went for 1-1. One, one. But hopefully you're right and I'm wrong. So that concludes the Premier League games. Let's just talk about these semifinals that we've got next week. Because, oh my god, I am psyched. Tuesday, April 30th, Spurs in their shiny new stadium are hosting the dark horses of the competition, Ajax. Oh boy, tell me this isn't the hardest game to predict. It is. My prediction is probably garbage. It probably is for everything I've said in the last 15 minutes. But, well, you know when I make predictions, I like to be emotional. I like to let the emotions get the best of me. Yeah. Usually, I like to play out these stories in my head. And for this one, I went for... This will probably surprise you. I went for a 2-0 Tottenham victory at home. But, the big but is that... Ajax beat them in the second Maybe not league. they beat them, but it's still very close by the end. That Ajax, Ajax will win the second... Tottenham. Mm. Both teams will win at home, and it'll be close. I don't know who I'm picking to go through, but I see... A Tottenham victory here, maybe surprisingly. I, I, no, no, I see a Tottenham victory here as well, but I think that Ajax will score as well. I think that it'll be two one to Spurs, but I personally think right now. I know that it's stupid to predict this. Who's going to go through before even the first leg? But I think Ajax will win in the second leg because they'll be at home, and it seems like they've got a good thing going when they're at home this in the Champions League. You know, it's interesting for Ajax. I mean, they, they'll play whoever right now. We've established that. But both these teams have the underdog feel. Where yeah, definitely. Barcelona and Liverpool are both, I mean, they're both Barcelona and Liverpool. Like, if Ajax was playing a team that's much better on paper, then it's like the underdog could just continue and they could just be giant killers again. Yeah, definitely. Beating Tot- Tottenham isn't a giant in the Champions League. So it's no, like these two underdog teams where I don't know yeah, if it's really Ajax tough. will continue. Ajax will probably beat them. Yeah, I'm what, putting two 0 Ajax will probably beat them. <laughs> what about um, what about your big game, Barcelona hosting Liverpool? It's another one. I just have no idea. I all I know is that you guys are going to bring them a 
freaking game. They really You're going to bring them a freaking game. Klopp will make sure of that. And they'll be so up for it, especially because they went all the way to the final last season. You know, you, I would argue that they're probably, they probably want the Champions League more than the Premier League in some ways. Like I, especially because you guys got to the final and lost in such unfortunate, and that's an understatement, circumstances in the final. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, given how the last two years have gone, I'm going to pick results that lead to Liverpool winning the Champions League until, <laughs> until you they don't. don't. <laughs> but I also think that's based in real realism. I think it's with pretty With what realistic. this team has done in the Champions League. I think it's pretty realistic. So I'm saying the first step to that Champions League title is a 1-1 draw at Barcelona. Yeah. I think it's going to be week. 2-1. Um, I think that you guys are going to score, but I don't think you guys are going to let them run away with it either. And I, dude, you know what? Even if it was 3-0 in the first leg to Barcelona, I still think you guys had more than a 50% chance of, of winning the tie. I really do. That's how legendary and significant having a European night at Anfield is. Like, I really like that the Liverpool home game is the second. Yeah. Oh, dude, 100%. I, I can guarantee you as well that if they, could, they couldn't have chosen... The Liverpool players and Klopp wouldn't have chosen it any other way. And I can tell you another thing. Barcelona definitely would have had you guys as their last choice yeah. if they could have chosen who to play. Because you guys, I don't think they will have played a team like Klopp's Liverpool before in terms of the way they play, the way they attack the players, the way they defend. I think they are not going to be comfortable. It's true. And Barcelona, in the first two rounds of the knockout stage, they started on the road and just like kept it close. Like They had that victory against United, 1-0. Yeah. And like the game against Lyon, it was close. Yeah. And then both games, they just knew they could go back to Camp Nou and take care of business yeah, against a, an opponent who's inexperienced. I don't know. Liverpool's so experienced in these situations. Yeah, they are now. Like, they're not going to be afraid no, to play at Barcelona. They're going to they're gonna stride out there with their heads held high, and they're going to bring a big game to them, to Barcelona. But Barcelona with, are going to have to work very hard. Yeah, to, with to... all this being said, Barcelona is probably the best team remaining. Yeah, I would I would say so, but I just think that people that don't know football as well as they think they do give Barcelona just like automatic credit just for having this one player on their team. And sure, and they, we've both watched games where Barcelona played really well and Messi have played really well, but it doesn't matter. They still lose the game. And so I I kind of resent it when people say just say like but they have Messi. Sure, they have Messi, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't always matter. You can still score goals against Barcelona and I think Liverpool are going to do that what about this Europa League games though two English teams left in the semi-finals yep. just like the Champions League yep it's exciting isn't it it's, yeah it's which one do you want to start time. with let's just start with Arsenal they're hosting Valencia um, I don't know where this game could go and but I do one thing I do know is Unai Emery will love the fact that he's drawn the Spanish team because you know he's he spent a long time at Sevilla in Spain, in La Liga, he'll know Valencia very well. And he'll know the Estadio Mestalla very well. He'll know exactly how they're going to play. So I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal get through this tie. Um, wow. Personally, I went for 1-1. But I don't think they're going to play badly. I think they're going to be very well set up against Valencia. Yeah, forgive me for not uh, considering that Sevilla factor. That's really important. And I think so. I and think... it's the Europa League. Yeah, this I, is Emery's like this is his thing. I've just hated how Arsenal looked these last couple games. I think that, that'll be very different next week. I mean, I went for two one Valencia in the first leg, mm-hmm. not saying that Valencia will coast to a fixture 
victory and a spot in the final. Yeah. But, yeah, that seemed like an all right prediction until you said that's to be a thing. I'm going to stick with it, but I really <laughs> like that. That is definitely something to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. But so, and also, finally, the final game we have, actually, is um, the one I know the least about, or I think is going to be hardest for me to predict anyway. I don't know about you. Frankfurt are hosting Chelsea in the other semifinal. Now, I'm pretty sure that Frankfurt have some pretty good young talent. Um, but apart from that, uh, I don't really know anything about Frankfurt. Yeah, don't look to me for uh, <laughs> for the answers. I just went for 1-1 in Germany, and w- then Chelsea will take care of it in the mm. second leg. I went for 3-1 in Germany, because yeah. go Chelsea. Um, but yeah, apart from that, like I don't really have anything else to say about that game. Um, it's an unknown entity as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. hopefully, a, we'll a do Chelsea one. Arsenal final would be really oh, fun. Please, please, that would be Obviously, the show is Prem Lads. Those are the teams we like to talk about. Those yeah. are the teams we like to watch, and that would be a fun thing. That's true. Because the, they dominate the they dominate the Europa League. These English teams the last couple of years, that's for sure. And I guess the question is, in the Champions League, can either Tottenham or Liverpool finally make it? I hope so. It's about it's a it's been a long time coming. Chances we get an all English Champions League final and Europa League final and Europa That'd League final. That'd be so sick. I mean, I guess uh, we can. I can't imagine what the yeah. parlay on that is. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a great episode. I am George. He is Chad. Yes, it's been fun. <laughs> next week is episode ten. Well, it won't be next out. week, but when we get to it. Episode when 10, we do, coming soon, boys. It will be soon, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it, as we've been having. So on that note, it's been a long outro, Yeah, <laughs> but we'll stick with it anyway. See you See next you guys. time, guys.